This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well-lived in the most radiant way, and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Bryson Wren here doing a special bonus episode of Equity Mates because we have woken up this morning. We've rolled out of bed on Friday the 13th, an ominous day to start things off. Yeah. And we are in a sea of red. Yes, the Red Sea. Yes. We, <laughs> and we have not parted the Red Sea. We're in fact <laughs> drowning in the Red Sea. Ren. So for people that aren't uh, up to speed... Um, the U.S. market is down about nine and a half percent overnight. Uh, similar, similar situation around the world. Basically, well, Ren, this- the, the FTSE over in London is down ten point eight seven percent, which is a phenomenal drop. Yes, yeah. yeah. And uh, the S and P over in America is now in a bear market, so that means we've hit a correction of twenty percent or yes. more since the peak. I think actually a lot of these markets hit bear territory before today. Unbelievable. So this has really just consolidated that loss. So that that's the situation that we're in. Uh, we're recording at about nine thirty in the morning. So the Australian market hasn't opened yet, but um, everyone expects it to go the same way. And so we thought now was a good time to uh, speak to some experts that we've spoken to on the show before, just to get a gauge of how they're thinking about it, um, because this is this is new for us. We, um, we've spoken about on the show how we missed the GFC. We weren't investing at the time. And so we haven't really had one of those real panic moments. Like this testy metal, can you hold through the downtimes? Can you be greedy when others are fearful moments? And um, it's looking, this isn't looking like a 2018 downturn, which we saw towards the end of the year, which was, it was big, um, but it probably wasn't as scary for people and, um, and their finances. Whereas this one's going to really test us by the looks of things. And Ren, there'd be a lot of nervous investors, particularly within our community out there, who perhaps bought their first stock maybe only a month or two ago and are probably wondering what the hell is this investing thing all about and feeling quite disheartened with the whole thing. Two comments. Firstly, put yourself in Ren's shoes, who on his first investment lost 99% of the value and he has still stuck it through. So time is on our side at the moment, but also this is a, a question that we're going to be addressing with our experts and getting their opinion and words of advice on, uh, I guess, how you should be thinking about 
everything right now. And this was going to be a 10-minute episode and we're already three minutes in. <laughs> so, we're going to stop talking yes. ourselves and we're going to make a call. So, first uh, cab off the rank is uh, our, one of our favorite guests and that's Andrew Brown. Uh, he runs East 72 Holdings. So, we're going to dial him in now uh, to get his opinion on what's going on. So, fingers crossed he actually picks up the phone. This yeah. is new for us, dialing someone in yeah. live. <laughs> Hey Bryce, how are you? Good Andrew, how are you? Just letting you know um, you are live on the show right now. <laughs> okay, not a problem, thank you. Hey Andrew, it's uh, Alec here as well. Hi Alec. How's it going? Uh, it's pretty tiring, mate. It's, uh, it's two, two all-nighters this week. Oh wow. Do you want to explain why it's an all-nighter for, has been an all-nighter for you? Yeah, because I basically invest in uh, overseas stocks. So, um, and most of those, to be fair, in North America. So... Uh, those markets open at 12.30 Australian time and finish at 7 in the morning. And, and obviously, there's been quite some volatility during the night. And, and the open has been quite interesting uh, because obviously, there's been weakness in the futures markets prior to that. And, um, you know, sometimes the, the actual opening has added to that weakness and maybe provided some opportunities. So. So, how do you approach the the Aussie stocks today? Then, like, are you going to stay up all day and see what happens as well? Or? Oh, absolutely, yes. Um, Australia is a bit interesting because um, my suspicion is that um, the, the the virus, obviously, we're in summer still, and so I think uh, it, it may linger longer in Australia, unfortunately, just because of the season. So, um, you know, we need to be a bit careful on on that uh, on that front because, obviously. What, what the coronavirus does economically is it gives you a very deep but hopefully short shock to business. So, but it is very deep, obviously, as you can mm-hmm. see uh, from, from things, you know, sports events in particular starting to take place with no crowds. So, so in Australia, to give you an idea, I mean, um, as I'm speaking to you, the Australian market will have lost about 21% in a week. And that's uh, that's unheard of outside of October 1987. Wow, phenomenal. So, mm. Andrew, the reason we're giving you a quick buzz, and, and we will keep this um, short, but yeah. obviously there's a lot of nervous investors within our community who, A, have never seen anything like this before or experienced it. Yes. So, we just want to, A, get your thoughts on what's going on, and then, B, perhaps some words of advice for them. So, let's just quickly start with, where What's is going on? Yeah, where yeah. is your head at the moment and how are you thinking about investments or particularly okay. your investments at this point in time? Sure. Let's let's track why this might be happening is probably the best starting point. And I think there are four reasons. The first was discussed at some length in the podcast I did with, with you guys, which is markets were too high um, at the start of this year. And then of course, please don't forget coronavirus was was um, quite virulent in China and stock markets elsewhere in the world were still going up. Uh, most stock markets around the world peaked about the 19th or 20th of February, including Australia, where the uh, ASX 200 peaked at 71.39. And we're going to be looking at something uh, that's going to be around the sort of 1,400-ish mark. So, you know, it's, it's fallen very sharply from its peak, 30-odd percent. So they were too high beforehand. You could, um, in in a sense, the best way to to show that is is my second point, which is 
why, why are things happening? One reason is the coronavirus. And it, and it took something which is very deep but should be quite short uh, simply because it will be a seasonal thing. It shouldn't happen next year because we'll have vaccines by then. Um, uh, obviously, it, it lays you up for a period of time unless you're old and infirm, in which case it's, it's more dangerous. Um, and it does mean, obviously, some companies are going to go without revenues or with very low revenues for perhaps two to three months. And yet the stock markets seem fit to slash their values by, uh, you know, in some cases, 60% or more. And that's silly because, in rough terms, the, the first year value of a, a long-term income-generating stock is probably about 4% of its value. So it's, it's far more than that. And that tells you that, basically, people had no we're building no risk into share prices. And now you've had something come along, which is unforeseen uh, to some degree. Um, and um, and that's taken share prices down in Australia by over 30% and close to it in the US. The third issue is oil. Uh, that came from left field, uh, obviously, at the end of last week, the start of this week, where Saudi Arabia and Russia are having a stoush. Uh, OPEC is a cartel that tries to restrict supply. The Saudis are the biggest player. They say, we will we will turn off some supply as long as everybody else does a bit. The Russians said, niet. And so the Saudis said, fair enough, we'll open the spigots. And so they've dramatically increased their oil production, and so the oil price fell 30% in a day. And that's not much use to the economy, of course, when many of the things that oil would be useful for, like travel, are not being made use of. So it's, uh, it's a direct impost on some very, very large uh, companies. The fourth issue is, um, I'm sorry to say, Donald Trump. <laughs> um, the, there's a fabulous headline in the New Yorker magazine of this week, and the headline simply reads, A President Unequal to the Moment. Uh, and it talks about his denial, his delay, his deflection and his diminishing. Um, and, the issue, and this really came home to roost on Thursday the 12th um, because Donald Trump basically gave a speech at 11 a.m. Australian time in the morning. Um, and the speech was expected to outline some, you know, big fiscal measures, in other words, government spending and various other things. It outlined next to no fiscal measures, very few domestic measures, and it banned travel from Europe to the U.S., so it looked like a, a really vindictive individual. And what happened was, to give you an idea, the ASX 200 fell 200 points in half an hour, OK, uh, when Trump was speaking, and obviously all the other markets did as well. And that led to the conflagration that you saw in US markets uh, on, on Thursday, um, the, the 12th of March, where the market was down 9% and had the circuit breakers applied once. So that's the backdrop. It's a complete loss of confidence. It's where you've gone from being far too confident with no risk priced into equities to just outright fear. To give you an idea on the fear, this is the highest level of the volatility index, which measures this fear that we've seen outside of October uh, 2008 at the absolute depths of the GFC. And if you stand back and think about it, that's stupid, okay? This is a virus, you know. Yes, it's it's nasty, it's horrible, but it should be relatively short-lived, okay? Um, so what the market's saying is that there may be threats to the financial system as a result of it um, and the oil price. 
and because there's a little bit too much debt in corporate America and some other places. And so it's that fear that's really driving things. I think that's going too far, and the Federal Reserve Board is flushing the system with so much money it's not funny. To give you an idea, they'll put in about $2 trillion. so that's uh, $2,000 billion, so equal to basically twice the market capitalisation of Apple into the system in the next two weeks. Okay, so they're liquefying the system as best they can. And I think that will start to uh, start to show people that they've gone way, way, way too far. Just uh, before I discuss what to do, to give you an idea on the Australian market, you're more or less, and uh, please remember these indices are moving, you know, percentage points an hour, uh, you're more or less back all the way to February 2016 on the ASX 200. Uh, and in the US, you're assuredly back to December 18 um, and probably more reasonably to mid-2017. So in Australia, you've lost four years' worth of returns in the period from the 19th of February to uh, Friday the 13th of March. So that's that's absurd, okay? Now, Andrew, there are probably people out there cursing Bryce and my name. We've spent this three years on this podcast convincing people that investing is the right thing to do. And there, there are some people that have got in very recently and yep. are now living through this. So for those people out there who, who we've probably lost as listeners, so they probably even aren't listening to this episode, but for the few yep. that have stayed on, uh, yes. what, what would your advice be to them? Okay, the, the key, I mean, one of, one of the great investing things is to do what we've called dollar cost averaging, which is to put the same amount of money each period, let's say monthly into the market, even if it's a small amount of money. And what it means is that you would end up buying the standard uh, ASX 200 at 7,100 points, but you'll end up buying some at uh, 4,900 points as well. Um, and, and that's a really proven method to, uh, to accumulate wealth in shares, uh, whether you put that into a small number of individual companies, carefully chosen, or, or you put it into uh, some kind of managed fund, whether it's index or active. Um, this is not the time to be selling. Now, this is the time to find a little bit of money and very carefully and over a period of time to buy a few things that are very, very uh, firm companies may not get as badly impacted by coronavirus as, as some others um, and to basically put them away in the bottom drawer and just hang on to them. And you might be quite surprised that in a year and two years they might be worth significantly more than you've paid at the moment. Um, that's basically what I've been trying to do. Um, it's not easy because you, you, in this particular market downturn, you buy something and you find three days later it's down 10%. It's been that brutal. Whereas in past downturns, it might have been down 10% over a month. Um, typically what I've done is if you've got spare money, divide it up into a small number of tranches, maybe four, and, and put one of those tranches in each month over the next four months. And I'd certainly suggest to people that after a 20-odd percent decline in one week that um, starting pretty soon is a good idea. Yeah, great practical <laughs> advice. Yeah, don't be surprised if these markets rally really strongly, even in the absence of anything concrete, because they're so banged up. Um, what would make them rally is basically confidence coming back, um, confidence comes back from people perceiving politicians to be doing the right thing. Um, I think what Scott Morrison has put forward is um, it, it may not be super exciting, but it's absolutely on the right lines. I can't be critical of that at all. 
Um, so it's the government spending money and trying to prop up and keep small business and those people uh, who are on lower incomes and have a propensity to spend, give them some money. Um, in, in Europe, you're going to see the same thing go on. And it's the US that's the problem because you, you've obviously got massive conflict between the two main parties. And uh, unfortunately, as we've said, you've got a president that's not equal to the task at all, who is just saying, oh, this is just flu and fake news as little as three weeks ago. So, you know, he's been caught out so badly, it's not funny. And the markets have lost complete confidence in him, having, of course, hung on his every word for the prior three and a bit years. So um, it, it, you, you need people in the US to take charge. And, and it's not going to be Trump. It's got to be others and actually do some practical things. And I think you get the sign that might be happening. And once it does, then I think the US market will stabilise and you will get some you will get some really, really big rallies. Um uh, on, on a week-by-week on a week or day-by-day day basis, but just stick to buying good companies cheaply. This is your chance, okay? If you if you love really good companies that have got great cash flow, great brand names, uh, but they were just too expensive for you to buy, now's your chance to buy them. Okay. Now, now, Andrew, on that point, without you, without you know, you giving away your strategy or any things that yeah. you're looking at too closely. Uh, can you tell us uh, anything that you got your eye on, whether it be sectors or individual companies? Yeah, sure. I've tried to buy companies where I don't think the virus will hit too hard, but where they're really cheap and where they had a problem before this market downturn. So, for example, um, I've picked up stock in Simich, which is the big construction company. I've picked up stock, God help me, in Boral. Um, which obviously is Australia's major concrete manufacturer, a really good company in Australia, dreadful assets overseas. Um, I've been able to buy Treasury Wine Estates at half the price they were trading at six to eight months ago, and that has an irreplaceable brand in uh, Penfolds. Um, I've been able to buy shares overseas. For example, uh, I've been able to buy JP Morgan in the 90s, and, of course, their share price was 140 in the first week of February. Wow. So, you know, we're, we're talking things like that that are really great companies that have stood the test of time, have a brand or a great product. Just be a bit wary of banks. They are very cheap. They will cut their dividends. Um, their profits are under pressure. We're not going to see profit growth for two years at least, but they are very cheap. So, um, you know, just, just bear, that in, bear that in mind. But find quality companies. Unfortunately, some of your listeners will have gone into the high-growth stocks, the afterpays, the EML payments, and other things like that, and so you're down probably uh, 50 to 66% on paper. Um, <laughs> Bryce is nodding his head there. <laughs> yeah, so, um, you know, unfortunately, it's the old story. You can have a great company, but if you pay too much for it, you're not going to make money. So, you know, maybe some of those are better priced. After pay, I still have reservations because its business model will now be tested in a recessionary environment. The one thing I set out right at the start of your podcast was that we would be in recession by the end of 2020. Yeah, you've halfway, nailed that. <laughs> halfway into it. Well, I, I, I think I think that's a racing certainty now. You also, so, you also made the call that volatility would be back in 2020, and I think we can give you a big tick for that one as well. Yeah, it's back in a, with a vengeance in a, in a way we haven't seen for years, so... There you go. Now, yeah. just just while just while I'm talking to you, I've missed a, I've missed 150 points on the ASX futures. So there you go. Jeez. That's how cra- that's how crazy it is just at the present time. Okay. Awesome, so Andrew. That, stick to stick to quality. You can buy it cheap. 
do it carefully. Don't spend all your money at once, but put it in progressively. You'll get some cheap stock. You'll have to pay a bit more for some later on down the track. Do not lose heart. Companies are, you know, shares are a claim on a company's business. And, uh, and you know, unless it's going to go out of business in three months because, um, you know, because of a virus that, that, that puts its business down, then uh, the repricing of these things is too harsh. So here's an opportunity. Awesome, Andrew. Really appreciate your time. As always, uh, we know our audience love listening to what you have to say. So uh, hopefully this has uh, instilled a bit of confidence and also given them some practical tips as to what they can be doing and thinking about uh, in this sort of unprecedented unprecedented time for some of them. Absolutely. So, if, you're, if you're a young investor, it's great to have this lesson early in your investing career, not later. Okay? So make use of it. Absolutely. And read about it later on when it settles down a bit. Okay? Well, we'll leave it there. You get some sleep, hopefully. <laughs> no, you're kidding. You're kidding. It's too exciting. Excellent. Too exciting. No, it is good. Well, uh, good luck out there today. Uh, Thanks, mate. Stay safe. Thanks, Bryce. We'll, Thanks, we'll, Alex. We'll, we'll talk Thanks, soon. Thanks, Andrew. We'll speak soon. Cheers. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Nice. That was good. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.